1: Welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your
0: co-host, Daryl Amy, here with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? Oh, I'm I'm a little down this morning. So, you know, the the Dodgers are down 2-1 in the World Series right now, and and I'm starting. I'm not in panic mode yet, but it's close, but I got to keep the faith. Hey, you win some, you
1: lose some. It's high stakes, Larry. You can do this. <laughs> it, de- <laughs> it definitely is, but I, you know, I, I got big games today. Big game. Well, it's uh, it's exciting, and and uh, all of us are competitive. That's certainly the uh, the hallmark of a sales professional. And we want to welcome you to the this episode of the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your source, uh, your community for genuine, authentic real, um, committed sales professionals, not sales reps, sales professionals, people who are committed to doing it right, bringing the goods and selling from the heart. Last week, we talked about really paying attention to your, uh, to your clients and, and developing that relationship and not just swooping in when the deal is getting ready to close. And Larry, you were sharing a little bit with me about the end of the story from last week Um, but I, you know, just uh, a few anecdotes before we dive into this week's topic, which by the way, I think you're absolutely going to love. It seems like that sales rep who swooped in at the end, who, who really hadn't paid any attention to you during the contract until it was up for renewal. Um, and on that contract, and by the way, this is a contract for catering, uh, at renewal date, all of a sudden the bacon shows up and everyone's going to be like, we're going to get the deal. Right you talk and nothing gets listened to. And then, then you, you meet back with the rep to discover that they haven't even paid attention
0: to anything. No. And, and, and it just brings up a point that, you know, we have to always be listening. We always have to be paying attention and we always have to be in our customer's business. And and I say that uh, with all sincerity, because as this story unfolds from last week, is you know I get the contract, I have to look at the contract on Thursday, so just a couple days ago, and this poor person just didn't listen to the top three things that were the utmost concern to me, which was we have we're not for profit organization, so we have to pay attention to what we spend. And this person just went on and everything I looked in the contract was completely opposite of what I discussed. So it tells me is how much were you really listening to the issues at hand, the concerns we had. Yeah. And what can you do to make it easier for us to stay at your location? But imagine that how much
1: different that conversation would have gone had you had a relationship with that
0: person. Well, I will. And, and yeah. there you go. I, I had no relationship because we'd been there seven years. Right. And, and this person's on premise. So it's not too hard for this person to walk out of their office at the end of our meeting and say, how was how was Right. Mm-hmm. How's everything right. going? What's happening?
1: And, right. and that, that was really the theme of, of last week's podcast was, as salespeople, are we, are we doing the hard work? Are we being true professionals and developing relationships with our, our clients and not just swooping in uh, when it's time for a contract renewal? And, and that kind of brings us to where we are today. And today's topic, I think, is, is going to be just as hard-hitting and just as uh, convicting as last week's topic was, I know for me, and, and we want to talk today about a topic that has uh, definitely, uh, Larry, you're always stirring the pot, man. <laughs> you're always out there stirring the pot. But this topic uh, of are you building customers, or, or I'm sorry, are you babysitting your customers or are you building relationships and building value? And um, so talk talk a little bit, Larry, about kind of the the um, the LinkedIn post and the response to it that's kind of stirred this discussion up today.
0: Well yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I do it for a reason and it's not to get into banter with people, but it's just to say, you know what, we've all walked the day in the life of a sales rep. I understand what goes on. But if you truly want to build really good relationships with your clients, you have to spend the time to get to know them. And you can't just go in every three or four months or every six months or at contract renewal and expect that they're going to continue to do business with you. So this, this just was just actually it was two days ago and it's already at 15,000 views. So, you know, I, I like driving conversations and it was all around this and <laughs> you know, this is going to be hard hitting, but let me, let me share with you what led into this and then, and then I'll throw it your way. But I said, you know, Daryl, I said sales reps who flip their base, you know, flip their accounts year over year, nothing more than overpaid babysitters. Ouch. Right. Then I go on to say sales reps who fail to grow their business and the relationships within them are overpaid babysitters. Yes. As we continue, sales reps who fail to prospect, fail to develop new business relationships, fail to enhance sales opportunities and lead by example are nothing nothing more than overpaid babysitters. So, you know, where am I going with this? It, it, it's what are you guys doing to enhance the client experience? But if all you're doing is babysitting your base and then walking in there as a knight in shining armor, it's not going to cut it anymore because all you're really doing is babysitting it until a sales professional comes along and snatches it away. And we, and we have to be sensitive to that. And, you know, it may not, be, may not be the best news for a lot of sales reps out there. And this, this, this went on some healthy banter over the past couple of days is you know what it, it it's all about that client experience and if you're not enhancing it then what it, it, and i think we're, we're at a point you know and i if i'm a business owner and, and i look at how much money i'm spending with a sales rep in an organization if they're not bringing the goods anymore then where's the relationship really at yeah absolutely and you know if you think about your your um
1: career, your income, your um, business as a sales professional. And the reality is if you want to grow a business and if you want to grow your income, um, and I don't think there's anybody on this call who wants to make less in 2018 than he made in 2017. I mean, ideally we want to grow a business. And so if we're going to grow a business, that means we've got to do two things. First of all, we've got to maintain our, our clients. We've got to keep our base. Um, and if, if we don't, um, build relationships, build value, build networks, the three things we're going to talk about today, if we don't do that inside our accounts, if we're just kind of babysitting them and then hoping that when it comes time for renewal, you know, we get the renewal, um, that, then we're just going to have a bunch of stuff leaking out the bottom and we're going to get to renewal and we're going to have clients buy from somebody else. And yeah. we're always going to, we're going to have this excuse, right? We're going to say, well, they bought from somebody else because it was less expensive. Oh, that, that, maybe, that, that... maybe, maybe, maybe
0: it was because you didn't bring any value during the term of that relationship. Right. Well, you know, what was interesting is, you know, one of the comments that I got back is, you just don't understand, Larry. You just don't understand how hard we have to work in order to maintain these accounts. I said, dude, listen, I walked a day in the life of your shoes. I get it, right? I, I can empathize with you. It is difficult. But you, you know what? You're babysitting because the average sales rep, all they're really doing, is fielding call issues, right? Hey, you know, this isn't working right. Or, you know, we ran out of this, or can you help us with this invoice and things like that? That to me, that's babysitting. Yeah. Is that part of your job? The bare minimum, right? That's just the bare minimum of what you have to do. But what are you as a sales professional really doing to enhance that relationship and doing to grow that relationship? And you guys, you can't do that in today's society if you're not spend if you're if you're not spending any time there and what's really interesting is and i've written a ton of blog posts about this is when's the last time you as a sales rep have gone into your current customer base your their place of business just to say hello how things going what can i do to help without trying to sell them something mm. well and
1: that's that's the question on the table today is are you a babysitter or are you a builder are you somebody who is just doing the bare minimum to you know, babysit your accounts and hoping that when renewal time comes around, whatever that looks like in the industry that you're in, that, um, you know, that everything's going to go smoothly? Or are you a builder? <clears throat> are you building value? Are you building relationships? Are you building a network inside that account? Because we all know this. I mean, if we get real honest, if all we're doing is the bare minimum... Why should we be surprised that the client would do the bare minimum, which is go look for a lower price? Now, granted, look, we're not living in some fantasy world where 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 the um, price is not an, an issue. But let's let's just really be clear: people do ultimately buy off of value. Value add equals gross profit. So if I'm if I'm adding the total minimal bare amount of value as a sales a representative in this case, not professional. And, and I'm shocked when I lose due, due to price. Well, guess what? It's your fault. I shouldn't be shocked. I shouldn't be shocked. So instead, what we've got to do, if we want to build our business, we're going to have to make sure we're able to renew our current clients. We're also going to have to get net new clients. Both of those things require work. And on the current client side, what we want to talk about today is shifting the mindset from being a babysitter to being a builder from babysitting your accounts to building those client relationships. And there's, there's three things I think that we can do as we uh, talk about this today to become a builder. Uh, The first one is to build value and value doesn't just happen at that moment of sliding the renewal contract across the table. Yeah. Value happens.
0: Right. Can you, can you imagine, you know, sliding that contract over and then expecting me to sign and I'm like going, okay, guy, where have you been for the last six months? It it just, it, it just doesn't cut it. So we have to start thinking as sales reps, when we talk about value, you know, it goes back to that great book, you know, insight selling that we're tearing apart right now is what are you doing as a sales rep to help, educate, right? Find other areas within their business that you may be able to help them with. And even even if you can't help them, who within your network can help them solve those problems? Yeah, absolutely. And and when you're, you're
1: building value by bringing insight, by understanding their business, by doing what you did in the sales process to get the deal in the first place, and extending kind of that mindset throughout the entire relationship of saying, how can I help? What are your business problems? What can we do to bring what we have to the table to help your business run better? When when you do that during the relationship, you may not be able to control your competitor's price, but what you do control is the cost of making a change. You see, from we all know this, from a, a client's perspective, someone may offer a lower price, but there's always that Fear of, well, what's it actually going to cost me to make a change? Like, what am I going to lose? And, you know, I've got this over here. I've got a great relationship with Larry. I've got good support. This person's always bringing me insight. Um, You know, they're here, they're responsive, they know my business. And so when it all comes down to it, you know, I may look over here and I may see that there's a a lower um, price, but I've got that uncertainty of changing. Now, if all I do is babysit the account, I, there's, very little, um, there's little, very little value added. So there's very little cost of making a change. Especially if, if I've done nothing, there's almost, instead of a cost to make a change, there's almost a motivation to make a change. Like this guy didn't even care about me. I'm changing to someone who gives a rip. But if we actually build value in the relationship, if we actually look for ways to say, What could I do to help my client work better, run better, be more profitable, be more efficient, whatever business that you're in, then what we do is we actually create this perceived cost of changing to where they go, man, if I leave, I may save 20%, but I lose Larry. I lose somebody that has um, invested in my business and really understands me. I lose the ability to pick up the phone and call them, you know, call their cell phone. If I need help, I don't know what I'm going to get over here. So what we've got to be able to do is build up that, you know, perceived cost of changing. You don't get that through
0: babysitting. You get it through building value. Yeah. You know, and, and you bring up a great point. And this just reminded me uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I was, a, I was at a charity event and I actually ran across an old client of mine and uh, I, I did a lot of work in, in the community that I live in. And I, one of the, one of my largest clients was a school district and actually the office manager who, you know, it, within this school came up to me and she saw me at this event and she goes, you know, what are you up to? Cause it's been probably four years now, four and a half years since I've seen her. And I kind of told her my story and and where I'm at, what am I doing now? And and she was real proud of me, but she says, you know something? We really miss you because we lost you coming in on a consistent basis. We lost that value. She even said value-add. She goes, we lost your ability to help us solve certain things that are going on. And guess what? We're up for contract renewal right now, and we may not stay with your old company because there's nothing that's happened since Yeah. Why should we continue doing business? She she goes, she goes, just props to you. She goes, because you consistently brought you here. And and, and this, this goes back to, I was consistently in their school on a monthly basis. I went there. Did I have to No, but that was a way for me to build a relationship, right? Build up value. even, even if I couldn't help them do something, they saw me on a consistent basis. And I think this is the biggest thing that we need to get across the sales reps is just consistently be viewed inside your accounts. It doesn't mean that, you know, you have to uncover a problem or you have to sell them something, just continually be visible and you'll be amazed what happens. People start going, you know, Daryl comes around a lot and we see him and it doesn't mean that, you have to spend a lot of time there. Just, right. it, just, get, just get visible. To me, just get visible and get valuable inside these accounts and watch what happens. Well, then that brings up our,
1: our second point on this between being a babysitter and a, a, a builder, you know, getting valuable, you've got to bring value. You know, you've got to bring ideas. You've got to be the person. And you may even be someone saying, well, you know, my client, some of my clients go out to bid. Okay, well, if you've been in there and you've added value, you're going to have insight on their business. It's that you can f- probably find some kind of edge, right? Un- if if you're not in there, if you're not adding value, you're not going to have a shot at that. So, you know, that's not even an excuse either. But we've got to build value. We also have to build our network inside the account. So, get visible, get valuable. We've talked about getting valuable. Let's talk about getting visible. I mean, when it comes time for the, um, the renewal question, you know, I don't, you may have taken down the account with one person. I would challenge you though, because the challenger, uh, customer research is showing us that there are now 6.8 people involved in the average B2B decision. So, you know, I don't care if it's 6.8, if it's two people, three people, there were probably multiple people involved in the decision-making process, whether you know it or not. And once you get the deal, you know, we, we sometimes have this mentality, I got to go get the next deal. Well, it is true, but we also have the need and the responsibility to build the network inside our current client base. Because when renewal time comes around, you know, those 6.8 people, whoever they are, are going to have a voice in this. And if you don't know them, if you haven't developed that relationship with them, you don't you know, what, what are the chances are going to work with you? I mean, they may have said, okay, let's go with this company and Larry, you know, at the get go at the beginning of the contract. And they say, well, we trust that, you know, the primary decision maker, but now when the contracts up for renewal, they were like, you know, Larry's company has been serving us for five years. I've never even met Larry. I even think you're caterer, right? It should have been if the caterer was smart, the caterer would have gotten to know all of the board members Inside your nonprofit, and and you know if the caterer had done her job correctly, you would have had two or three people come going, "Hey, Larry, I know this place is you know maybe just a little bit more expensive, but you know if we change, how do we know if the bacon's going to be any good? And it's got to be dry. Why don't we just you know if if that person had developed a network
0: inside your organization, they probably would still have the business today. No, you're right, and and this goes back to why. You know, it, and I looked at this a long time ago and I said, the more people that I knew in an account, the better off I would be. And that's my challenge. You know, when I work with sales reps today and sales teams and, and VP of sales, sales managers, is I challenge them. How many people inside your current accounts do you know? Right. You, you know, it, that's his face at The average sales rep is going to pay attention to probably the key decision maker, the person that puts ink on the piece of paper or the digital signature, you know, whatever, maybe a couple other people of key influencers. Right. But let's start taking a look at spy, You know, I call it spidering that spider through their organization, because I knew that the more people I knew, I don't care if they were end users, influencers, a warehouse person, the front receptionist, a gatekeeper, these people are all going to use whatever I'm selling them. Right. It's they're all going to be impacted in some way. So the more that I get to know these people, the more that they know me on a personal basis, then the more that, you know, I'm just building up my net worth inside this company. And And then on the flip side is then if I give, 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 then I can go back and ask for something in return and asking for something in return is who do you know inside your network that you can help me by introducing me to. And I did that all the time, Daryl, by one simple thing, I'd say, Hey, Daryl, you know, over the last five years, I've been providing you this, right? You have been experiencing this. I've been here on a routine basis, helping you with this in return Here's five people inside your network that I'd like to be introduced to. Can you please help me out? What do you think the the likelihood of that person saying no is going to be? Absolutely. And so, you know, we just goes back to what we were talking about. If you want to
1: build your business as a sales rep, you've got to keep your current clients and add new ones. Well, if you do a good job of building a network inside your current client base and adding value, The number one, hands down, best um, in to a new account is always a referral. I mean, any day of the week, we'll take a referral over, you know, not, it's not that we don't cold call, it's not, we don't network, it's not that we don't drive conversation on LinkedIn and, and all of those things. But boy, the best thing for a sales professional is, is for someone to give you a referral. And how do you get referrals? We get referrals from people. How do you meet people? Well, you develop multiple networks inside your current accounts with multiple people. And not only does that help you protect the account, not only does it give you more ability to add value inside that current client, it exponentially increases your opportunity to get referrals. And this is, you know, this is the beauty of this. And we've got to ask ourselves this gut-level honest question today am I a babysitter or am I a builder?
0: Am I a babysitter? or Am I a builder? Well, you know, and, and, the same, and the same thing goes back and, you know, I'm going to take this in a different direction is, you know, the VP of sales and sales managers, we got to ask that same question of them, right? You know, what are they doing in their position to get to know those accounts as well? Ah. So, are are, are, totally other
1: topic area that's
0: another topic but i mean that's daryl let's just think about it if sales reps are babysitters then our vp of sales and sales managers are they enablers because they're enabling this to happen
1: (laughs) wow oh geez you just stepped on some toes larry that's uh, not unusual around here right no, no, Sorry, because,
0: because it, because it, it's a good, it's a good lead into my blog that I'm writing about, you know, as sales leaders. Are you, you know, are you coaching your sales reps to build customers? Yes. Or Are you coaching them to build long-term clients? Oh, that's
1: good. Yeah. I can't wait to read that blog article. And Boy, we're, we're running up against our time here on this drive time podcast. I hope you've had a great time today. I know I have, I can tell Larry has as well. I think you'll enjoy his blog. Are you building customers or clients? It'll come out in the next day or so. Check us out on LinkedIn. Look, for, look up Larry Levine, uh, linkedin.com slash in slash Larry Levine, one nine nine two. And, uh, I'm at slash Daryl, Amy, we'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn. Follow us on Twitter at self from the heart and, uh, will be back next week. I'm, I, I can't, I cannot hype our mystery guest next week enough. You're going to absolutely love next week's podcast So make sure to t- tune in. But until then be real, be genuine, be authentic, do the hard work, build value, build networks inside your current client base. And most of all sell from the heart.